This is Shauna Lee, and welcome to this week's The Soul Frequency Sessions. Real talk about real life and how to raise your energy frequency. So looking back on all of the amazing people that have ever told me the story of their life, that have ever come to my doorstep to get support and guidance and love and to uncover who they really are. I obviously have been honored and privileged to dive into people's lives and hear their stories and listen to the things that they fear and to understand how to set them free so that they can move forward in their lives in the ways that they say that they want to and to discover their deepest truth. And so they are assured that they're moving forward in a way that is in total alignment with their soul and who they really are. And what happens when you sit in my position is you start to see patterns like in all of human nature about the things that we all fear, the things that hold us all back in different ways, the the mountains that we must climb to live an authentic and a soulful life. And one of the biggest, if not the biggest uh, mountains that we climb is not even within ourselves. Because think about this, like if you were alone on an island and you wanted to change anything, there's not going to be much resistance other than your own resistance to changing it. Like you would have to deal with the elements of nature, of course, but you really have to only deal with your own decision-making process in making any change by yourself. There's not a lot of outside pressure, so to speak. There's only the pressure that you would put on yourself or there you would also be very clear, like, that anything that's going on with that decision-making process is within you. Like, oh gosh, okay, I'm feeling afraid. Let me take a look at that. Or, oh gosh, I'm, you know, feeling like I'm resisting this. Why am I resisting this? Like you'd, you'd be asking yourself these different questions or you would just make a choice quickly and move forward. Um, but you can see how simple that process might be. Definitely more simple than what each of us face every single day of our lives in making choices. because we exist around so many other people. We've got friends and we've got family members, or we've got, you know, a person we're married to or living with or a love interest. We have, you know, older relatives and younger relatives and coworkers, and there's a whole pool of people that any one person knows. And it's really interesting because I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but when you look on social media, Let's say people have their own uh, private, you know, Instagram account or Facebook account or whatever it is, and they really are friends with the people that are in their circle. So they they either know these people as acquaintances, or they are friends with people, or it's people they went to school with in the past, and they don't use their account for anything business related. Typically, you're going to see that people are friends with like anywhere from like a hundred to maybe 500 people typically, right? If, if they um, are not using it for any other purpose and they haven't quite branched out, you know, beyond their sphere of people, those are the people that they have some relationship to, right? Some connection to some friendship with, or known them from a different time in their life. But, but you can see that most people's circles fall within kind of those number of people. So 
so when someone goes to post something on social media, um, they are thinking about like these 500, 200, 300, whatever it is, 100 people that are going to receive this information. It's the same way that we think about like when we make a choice in our life, who's going to judge that choice or who's going to have an opinion on that choice and what's their opinion going to be. So imagine now you're not alone on an island anymore. You're on an island of 500 people, right? And you know all 500 of those people and they know you. Now, when you go to make a choice on this island, you are going to have the added thought process of, what are these people going to think? Or will they agree with it? Let's say you go and tell someone, hey, I'm going to make choice A. And they go, why are you making that choice? I don't like that choice for you. You know, you should make a different choice. Like, and then you go to a different person and you say, hey, I'm going to make choice A. And they go, oh yeah, that's cool. I think that's great. And now you're like, oh my gosh, I'm totally confused. You know, these people think it's a great idea. These people think it's a bad idea. What do I do? And you can see how this dynamic pulls us away from our own decision-making process, right? It's going to. And especially because we've been on that island with those 500 people or so for our whole lives. So we've never really been alone to be able to say like, what is the choice I'm making? And is it my choice only within myself? So the lines get very blurred when we start to make choices in our life. And this is why it's so important in looking at anything that we want to do in our life that's different and understanding these relationship dynamics. And so as I started having all of these conversations um, and helping and supporting people, I started to see this dynamic in relationships. And you hear about it a lot, the empath-narcissist relationship dynamic. I'm going to talk about it through a bit of a different lens um, I'm looking at it energetically. So what's happening energetically in this dynamic? Now, obviously, because of the virtue of what I do, I attract lots of empaths as clients, people that are energetically sensitive, people that feel the world in a different way. Um, that would probably be pretty resonant to who I am as a person. So of course, I would attract people who understand what it is to perceive the world um, from a feeling space and to... And to perceive the world with a sensitivity that not everybody has. And when you come from that place as an empath and you have gone through life and life is intense and life is um, a lot to handle sometimes when you're feeling everything and processing everything through your feeling center, through your heart space, you obviously go through times where you shut down that heart space. You go through times where you toil with how open you can be. There's a lot of self-protection measures for empaths, certainly a lot of addiction um, in the history of empaths or tuning out or checking out, all, which are all methodologies um, to just kind of handle and process like all of the intense energy that each one of you feel, right? As an empath, it, it can be intense. And so along this path of being the empathetic, beautiful souls that I'm going to assume most of you listening to this uh, podcast are, you can come across like almost like a matching puzzle piece to that, which can be this narcissistic um, personality. And why it's a matching puzzle piece a lot of times for an empath is that it can come off and we can sense a narcissistic personality 
as a very reassured person, a person that is very confident and grounded in what they want and who they are, where the empath energetically isn't always grounded in who they are first, right? It can feel very nebulous, but also like what they want out of life. And so there's a certain kind of like comfort in finding somebody who is so confident with what they want, right? And so connected to how the world revolves around them that it's like, oh, wow. There's almost like like an admiration in that for an empath. It's like, wow, you really know what you want and you really know who you are. And that can feel like a very high vibe thing at the beginning. Like this person is really confident um, in who they are. And yet over time, the narcissistic tendencies can become toxic, right? So that thing that looked so confident and so beautiful at the beginning and gave the empath this very like, it's like a grounding rod to hold on to. it feels like. like, oh, this person is so solid and they're so grounded that that when I'm with them, I feel like it's me holding on to a grounding rod that's driven all the way into the earth. And therefore I get like a sense of solidarity with myself from this grounding rod, but it, that quickly evolves and changes. And so of all the people that I have, you know, worked with, almost all of them have had or are in a dynamic with a narcissistic person. And there are things that they say about that person that are positive, right? Like, like I said, this grounding rod, like, oh, this person gives me solidarity. Um, and then there are things that are really difficult, like, oh, this person takes a lot of my energy or they are exhausting or they are constantly keeping me so focused on them. And I already have a hard time focusing on myself that I'm constantly just trying to feed them energy, right? And show up for them, but it's never enough. And so I feel really tired because I'm constantly trying to give them what they desire because I get a sense of solidarity in being with them. So I want them to get whatever they need in being with me, except for it's like a bottomless pit. I just keep giving and giving and giving of my energy. And that person keeps taking and taking and taking it. And so it feels like there's never, like you're filling up a jug of water, but there's a hole in the bottom and you can never get that jug of water to be full, which is a very exhausting experience. And so many times empaths feel like they are sucked dry of their energy. And in many ways of looking at it, they are. They are being, um, it's like someone continuing, it's like the empath is a buffet of energy and someone continuing to stand in line at the buffet, even beyond when a normal person would be full and continuing to eat the beautiful foods, right? At the buffet, but that person's belly never gets full. And so the buffet is open 24 hours a day, seven days a week, feeding whomever would like to come and eat at the buffet. It's like one of those buffets in Las Vegas, right? And if we don't have time to close things down and to rest and to restore our own life force energy, and if we don't know as an empath where to go to restore our energy, this becomes a very toxic relationship cycle. And so when I'm working with someone, um, I am first looking at where is the life force energy being drained from this person? So whether it's another person in relationship or whether it's a career or whether it's 
you know, uh, the person's wounds or trauma that they've been through that have been unhealed and are kind of very gaping wounds for them. Like we're looking at where is the energy drain? Because to live our life purpose, we have to restore our energy. We simply won't have the energy to even get clarity and discover our life purpose if we're draining our life force energy everywhere in our life. And for empaths, many of them believe that love means I drain my energy for the benefit of somebody else. That is not what love is, right? And empaths, and I talk about this um, in a little like informational course I created um, called the Empath Narcissist Relationship because I feel that it's so important that we understand how we drain our energy and how this is happening through relationship and that we restore that because an empath will often feel like, I just want to understand why I'm here. I want to understand my life purpose or I want to, or I already understand that and I want to be able to build it but it just seems so overwhelming and it and i just seem so tired and the days just go by and the months just go by and the years just go by and i can't seem to get to clarity and so much of this idea of quote unquote clarity comes from restoring our life force energy i mean there's some good news to that meaning sometimes it can feel like we're wandering through life looking for clarity on whether to stay in a relationship or leave or whether to stay at a job or leave that job or anything right what is my purpose what what is uh how should i be spending my my hours of my day and clarity can feel nebulous and it can feel like the thing that always escapes you but truly when we first look at how do we restore our life force energy then clarity happens because we actually have the energy to start the engine of our high frequency life and to step into our passions and our purpose. And so you can see how incredibly important it is to identify where the energy drains are and what is kind of pulling on your energy. And you can do this too. Like if you have a journal, you can just sit down after listening to this episode and really ask yourself, what are the things that make me tired? What are the things that drain my energy? Who are the people that drain my energy? You can do a little inventory of the people in your life and maybe even social media drains your energy, right? I mean, that can be a big energy drain. So what are the things in your world that really kind of suck the life out of you, right? On a daily basis or a weekly basis or a monthly basis, and then become really mindful of starting to pull off the things or shift the things. This is where it becomes beneficial to understand how to shift energy um, so that that's no longer happening and to reclaim some of your energy so that it comes back, right? For your own utilization in life. So, so important. I mean, who knew relationships could be at the very center of your life purpose? Meaning if you don't first evaluate these relationships in your life and understand some of these dynamics, we can't even get to the next step, which is to really connect with your purpose. And we can become very confused when we're in relationships that are unhealthy for us, how to even move to that next step or to make sure that we have chosen to move forward in a way that is aligned and going to be beneficial for our future. So Really good stuff to dive into, you guys. It's a really important time on the planet to look at this. We can no longer ignore these aspects of our life. And we have to start telling ourselves the truth about this because each one of you 
have a purpose here that is needed at this time. And if we keep ourselves circling in this other stuff, then we're not connecting to why we came here. And you wouldn't be listening to this episode if there wasn't a piece of the puzzle in this episode for you. You wouldn't have felt called to it. So just take that as an assurance and a sign uh, that there's some important work to do here. I'll see you guys back next week. Hey, lovely. This is Shauna Lee. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Soul Frequency Show. If you got even one piece of valuable information, head over to Apple Podcasts and share a review with your takeaways. And follow us because we got lots more goodness to come. We are spreading the love far and wide. And you know where to find me over at IG at the Soul Frequency. Until the next time, love, here's to positive vibes and powerful awakenings. Thank you.